Jesus is sitting by your side when you're in court. Jesus is sitting by your side when you're lonely and you don't have anybody else to sit by your side. Who do you want to choose to be by your side? The world or the rock of Jesus Christ who's there with you no matter what? Welcome to A Word from God with your host and teacher, James Lindley. The title of this episode is The Foolish and the Wise and was recorded live at Grand Community Church in Springfield, Missouri. Hi, this is Misha Pelkey, and before we get started, I want to remind you that James loves hearing from his listeners. Drop him a line via email at james at a wordfromgod.net. That email again is james at a wordfromgod.net. Or write to James Lindley Ministries, P.O. Box 8082, Springfield, Missouri, 65801. That address again is James Lindley Ministries, P.O. Box 8082, Springfield, Missouri, 65801. Now here's your host and teacher, James Lindley. We are in chapter 7 in the book of Matthew, chapter 7, verses 24 through 27. Today's sermon is The Wise and the Foolish. I'm going to begin reading, if we could just... All stand one last time in reverence to God's holy word, all those who are able-bodied to do so. I am reading out of the ESV today. Everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house. But it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat against that house and it fell. And great was the fall of it. Heavenly Father, we come to you today and we just pray, O Lord, that you will root upon our hearts your message, Lord, your words, O God. I pray, God, that you'll open my mouth and fill it, and that I will speak your words and not my own. And all of God's people said, Amen. You may be seated. Praise God. Today we're talking about building a house. We're not talking about the kind of house that you'll live in. We're talking about your spiritual foundation. Jesus is saying this in the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus is bringing his Sermon on the Mount to a close with a parable of two types of people. Two types of people, the wise and the foolish. Christ is dividing the choices we have straight down the center. Either we choose him or we choose destruction. So at the close of his sermon, he is telling you, you've heard the sermon, you've heard my words. You've heard the message. Now, which person will you be? Will you be the wise builder Or will you be the foolish person who heard the words and continue to build on a weak foundation of sand rather than the rock of Christ? So that is what he is doing at the close of this sermon. He's summing it all up saying, this is the choice to be wise or to be foolish. Where will you choose to build your spiritual foundation? So hearing, believing, and obeying is my first point. So let's look, look at Matthew 7, verse 24. 
Jesus says, everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. Jesus was a carpenter by trade. He knew how to build houses. Jesus was a carpenter. He knew how to build houses. He knew how to work it. He knew what it took to build a strong, sturdy house. Praise God. The foundation we build on here in this life, the choices that we choose, okay, decides where our eternal home will be. If we build our spiritualism on false religions, works, and false beliefs, we're building on sand. Will we build on the sands of the world and its religions or the rock of Christ? Several factors need to be considered when building a house. Several factors need to be considered when building a house. You don't just jump in and do it, right? First of all, a person must hear and obey or follow the instructions given to them for building the house. Who gives us the instructions for our spiritual lives? Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, God, the Father. Second, a person must build upon what they hear. They must be ever learning, ever obeying, ever trusting in what they hear and continue doing it. So a person must take instruction and build upon that. Now, a lot of times, a person will read a scripture in the Bible, or a chapter in the Bible, or a complete book in the Bible, or the whole Bible itself, and say, I've got it all done. I, I, I know everything. Yeah. I've read the entire Bible. I know what it says. But the Word of God tells us that we're to meditate on it night and day, right? So that we can continue studying, continue hearing, continue following the instruction. Nobody's got it. Nobody's got it down pat. Okay, so number three, when building a house, we must select a foundation that will not just support the house for a time, but will support the house when the storms of life come upon it. Now, this is the important thing because you don't want to just build anywhere because as soon as a storm comes in, it's going to tear down what you built. And that means that you have labored in vain. It's going to cost you something. It's going to cost you double. It could cost you everything. I read on, or I heard on the news when these storms come in on the coast, one of this guy, one of the gentlemen they were interviewing lost his entire house for the fourth time in his life because he kept rebuilding in the same location. And when the hurricanes would come in, they would wipe his house out. And he, he said to the newscaster, every year I built stronger. You would think that the man would have found a new foundation to build on. But he continued building on the same foundation, and every time the storm came in, he lost what he built. And in this interview, he finally told the newscaster, I'm leaving this area. This isn't working out for me. It took him four houses to figure that out. Okay? So when building a house, we must select a foundation that will not just support the house for a time, but will support the house when the storms of life come upon it. The foundation upon which one chooses to build indicates if the builder is wise or foolish. So if you see somebody out there on the beach building a beach house right there by the sand, right where the water and the tide come up and wash it away, you're going to say, look at that fool. I would never build a house on sand. 
But what Jesus is saying is that when we don't choose him as the rock, as the foundation for our spiritual salvation, we are building our lives on sand. So my second point is the rock, solid foundation. Matthew 7, 25 says, And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house. But it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. You see, when you anchor something down in something that is rock solid, it's going to stay put. Praise God. And Jesus is saying, when you put your trust in me, you're anchoring your eternal salvation and your very lives in me, the rock. And I'm unmovable. Jesus is the rock. Now listen, the floods, the rain, the winds, these are indicative of a storm. Jesus is referring not only to the storms of life, but also the storm of the tribulation and God's judgment on sin. There is a day coming that Jesus will return, and he will return, and he will judge the world. There will be a great tribulation in that day. There will be a great storm, if you will. And if you are not rooted on the rock, if you are not anchored in Jesus Christ, that storm will consume you. You will be one of the foolish builders that Jesus is talking about because you will not have a foundation to stand upon. You will stand on your religion, which will wash away with that storm. You will be standing on your works, which will wash away with that storm. You'll be standing on your own good behavior and your own good merit, which will wash away. But if you stand on grace, you are standing on the rock of Jesus Christ, and you will be anchored, and you will stand strong with God, and you will be saved from the storm. So let's take a look at Genesis 7, verses 16 and 24, and we're going to talk here a little bit about what God did for Noah because Noah anchored himself in the rock of God. It says, And those that entered, male and female of all flesh, went in as God had commanded them. Okay, so they entered the ark that God had provided through the hands of Noah, that God had provided through instruction to Noah. Remember, he gave Noah instruction on building the ark. And those who entered, right, did so because they followed the instruction God had commanded. And the Lord shut him in. Understand when God shuts you in, you're in a protected place. You're in a safe place when God shuts the door for you. God tucked Noah away in the ark because Noah listened to God and he put him away safely. Now listen to this. The flood continued 40 days on the earth. The waters increased and bore up the ark. Notice it didn't take over the ark. Notice it didn't flood the ark. No, it, di it didn't wash away the ark. It bore up the ark. You see, when your storm comes and you got God as your rock, you're lifted above the storm. Praise God. The waters hold you up. And it rose high above the earth. When you're anchored in the truth of Jesus Christ, you're going to rise up. Praise the Lord. It says the waters prevailed and increased greatly on the earth. Okay? And the ark floated on the surface of the waters. Now, when you're anchored in Jesus Christ, 
You float above your storm. You're still in the storm. The storm is all around you, but the storm doesn't overtake you. That's what happened in Noah's day because somebody built according to instruction. Somebody listened to the word of God. That was Noah and his family. When the storm in Noah's day came, he was ready because he built his house on the rock. When the storm of God's judgment comes, all those who are founded on the rock of Jesus shall not be washed away because there is another storm coming. There is another judgment day coming, the final judgment day. Where will you be when that day comes? Who will you be standing with when that day comes? What will you be anchored to when that storm comes? The Bible says that when that storm comes, it's going to be a fire. God is going to destroy the earth by fire in the next storm. It's going to be a fire storm. There is no other foundation that we can build upon spiritually that will save us from the storm that is coming upon those who do not believe in Jesus Christ. There's just no other way to God. There's just no other way to do it. Your other religion won't save you. Your good works won't save you. Your other beliefs won't save you. Your good behavior and being a good person will not save you. You need Jesus Christ. Number three, the weak foundation of sand. See, we talked about the rock solid foundation. Let's talk about the weakness now. Matthew 7, 26, and everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. Understand that the person heard. Have you ever told somebody something and they didn't listen to you? You told it to them and you told it to them. And they went ahead and did exactly the opposite of what you told them to do. Jesus is talking about those kind of people. Jesus is talking about people who sit in church and they hear the gospel of Christ. They turn on the radio. They hear the gospel of Christ. They turn on the television. They hear the gospel of Christ. They have friends come to them and they hear the gospel of Christ and they don't obey the word. They just go right about doing what they've always done. And he calls those fools. Jesus tells us that it is Foolish not to build upon him. Any foundation other than the rock is like sand. Sand gives way when the water and wind comes. Sand is weak. Sand shifts and moves. Sand is unstable. Only Christ is unmoving, strong, steadfast, and sturdy forever and ever. Amen. You see, other religions change the rules. Other religions leave it up to you. Other religions and other works and other ideas are shifting all the time. Every 10 years, there's something else on television telling you that you can lose weight this way. Telling you you can have a better life this way. Everyone's got a better idea every 10 years. If you notice that, there's fads that move in. But Jesus Christ has been the same today and yesterday and forever. Those who build on sand... We're told it was a bad idea, but did it anyway. This makes them foolish. That's a bad idea. Yeah, I hear you. I'm going to do it anyways. Yep, I hear you. Notice Christ says, those who hear, Matthew seven twenty six again, and everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house 
on the sand. He's not talking about people who never heard the gospel. He's talking about people who have heard it and have disobeyed it. That's who he's talking about. During the summer months, the sand around the Sea of Galilee is hard on the surface. But a wise builder would not, or excuse me, but a wise builder would know to dig down to the bedrock to secure their houses. This is why Jesus was using this analogy. Because where he was at, the people understood that when you went to the Sea of Galilee in the summertime, it was really hard sand. And a fool would say, hey, I could build on this. But in the winter months, it became soft. And whatever you built on that sand would collapse, especially if a storm came along. And so a wise builder who was going to build around that area would say, no, we have to go down to the rock to make sure that it will hold up the house. And that's why Jesus was using this. Now, sometimes things seem to be secure, like the sand that we just talked about. Sometimes things things seem to be secure choices, when in reality they are foolish choices. The storms of life reveal to us how we have chosen. I'm going to repeat that. The storms of life reveal to us how we have chosen. Have you ever found yourself in a pickle and it's getting worse all the time? And then you start thinking about your choices you made. Don't you? I shouldn't have done that. I knew it. I had this little voice telling me I shouldn't have done that. And I did it anyhow. You ever been there? I have. I've kicked myself. I guess they call that kicking yourself for doing that. The storms of life reveal the choices you've made. But there have been other times when a storm has come in and you get victory through it and you say, "Woo! I'm glad I made that choice back then when I did because now it saved me from this storm. Storms of life reveal to us what our choices were. Were they foolish choices or were they good and wise choices? That's what storms do for us. They teach us, hopefully, right? But even if they can't teach us, because sometimes we just don't learn. I get it. I can be that way too. They can still always reveal to us our bad choices or our good. Now, the sand foundation Christ speaks of is false religion, works, false gods, and the like, or anything that is not him. He's literally, in this closing of his sermon, dividing it right down the center for us. It's either me or everything else. That's the choice he's giving us. He's making it very simple. It's not a multiple choice guessing He's saying, me or false religion, false works, false gods, and all the other stuff of the world, that does not bring salvation. So the great fall is my fourth point, Matthew seven twenty seven, And the rain fell and the flood, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. Once again, Jesus tells us a storm is coming, this time for the foolish person. You see, the first time he was talking about the storm for the wise person, and they made it through it. So let's not make a mistake here. Being a Christian does not save you from storms coming into your life, okay? 
I've heard it preached the other way around. Become a Christian and everything gets good for you. Jesus says that there's a storm for both persons, okay? And the foolish person, he's in trouble, isn't he? In this case, the storm also blows against the house, but it does not stand. The house does not stand. Not only does the house fall, but it suffers tremendous destruction. In the end of days, when God does judgment upon the world, there's going to be a tremendous fall for every single person who did not anchor themselves to the rock of Jesus. There'll be weeping and gnashing of teeth, the Bible says. It will be a tremendous fall, one of which that person will never recover from again. The person who falls in that storm will never recover because great will be their fall. The house is unable to recover from the great fall it has suffered. That's what Jesus means by this parable. This storm is going to be bad. And when this house falls, it's going to be on a weak foundation. And the whole house is going to crumble to pieces. There's going to be nothing left to salvage. That's what's going to happen in the great tribulation when God comes back and all of those who rejected his son, Jesus Christ, they're going to be suffering the wrath of God, the storm, and their house is going to crumble and great will be the fall. Unlike the wise builder who also experienced the storm, the foolish builder is not anchored by the rock, Jesus, and they are swept away. Jesus said in that day, many people come to me and say, Lord, Lord, did I not prophesy in your name and do great works? We went over that, didn't we? And he just said, depart from me, you worker of iniquity. I never knew you. You evildoer, I never knew you. They're going to be swept away. Swept away. I don't want to be one of those persons. And I'm not going to be one of those persons because I have anchored my faith in Jesus Christ. The storms of life... The storms of life are also important to talk about here today because people who are not anchored in Jesus, people who are not anchored in the word of God, people who put their trust in the world when the storms of life come, they include sickness. They include sorrow, nervous stress, neglect, loneliness, suffering, poverty, Rejection, disabilities, failure, sin. People who are anchored in Jesus Christ that come to me for counseling, they're far better off. They're far stronger than those who come to me who don't believe in Jesus. I see a difference. I've been doing ministry for a long time and I have ministered to a lot of people. And you may say to me, well, pastor, you just don't know me or my situation, but you forget that I know a lot of people and I know a lot of situations and I've seen a lot of things and I know my God. And I know when a person comes in and talks to me, if they're anchored in the truth of God's word or if they're anchored in the world's truth, which is a lie. And those who try to handle these storms of life that we just went through, and there's many others that I didn't mention, without Jesus suffer far more damage than those who anchor themselves in Jesus to the storms of life. 
We're talking about storms of life also, right? Those who anchor themselves in Jesus fare better in sickness. They fare better in failure. They fare better in rejection because they know that they got Jesus there next to them going through it with them. If I'm in a storm and I'm in a little boat and Jesus is in the boat with me, I will stay in the boat with Jesus before I jump out into the water and let the storm overtake me because I know that Jesus is holding me in that storm. Conclusion, this parable depicts two types of people. Both are building a house. So you got two people and they're both doing the same thing. Both hear instruction on choosing the right foundation. Both persons who are building this house are both instructed and are both hearing how to build on the foundation, how to choose the foundation. Both make a choice on the type of foundation to use. God gives you a choice, does he not? So you have a choice, right? So God, today, as we speak, as you hear my voice, as you hear the message of God, he's presenting to you a choice. Both persons experience a storm. You see how everything so far is identical. This is why you can't compare yourself to another person. Because you never know what the other person is choosing. The wise person who obeyed the instruction and built on the rock survives the storm. Here's the difference. The foolish person who disobeyed the instruction and built on the sand is taken by the storm. So who do you want to be when Jesus returns? You want to be the person who's anchored in him and not have to fear the presence of the Holy One of God? Or do you want to be the person when you see that storm coming, you know it's your time and your time is up? It's your choice. It's your choice. Do you want to be the person who suffers life's tribulations, the things that go on in life in general, and have to suffer the pain by yourself? Or do you want to be the person who knows that Jesus is sitting by your bedside when you're sick? Jesus is sitting by your side when you're in court. Jesus is sitting by your side when you're lonely and you don't have anybody else to sit by your side. Who do you want to choose to be by your side? The world and its false religions or the rock of Jesus Christ who's there with you all the time, no matter what. People will reject you, but Jesus will always accept you. People will hurt you, but Jesus will always love you. People will talk bad about you, but God will always, always lift you up in his arms. Jesus will always be there for you. Even when you look around and your family has left you. Even when you look around and your co-workers hate you. Even when you look around and you don't understand why nobody wants anything to do with you. But then you cry out, Abba, Father, and you feel the Holy Spirit come and he has a thing for you that you can't explain. And you start crying because you know that he loves you unconditionally and you don't understand why he loves you so much because you know you don't deserve it is that who you want to be with because that's who i want to be with that's who i know won't reject me no matter what i do no matter what i say no matter how many times i mess up if i cry out to jesus he's going to lift me above the storm he's going to take me through the storm the storm is not going to wash me away will i get wet from the rainwater? of course i will but will that rainwater overtake me? No, it will not. No, it will not. Job said, though he slay me, I shall praise him to his face. Because Job knew something that a lot of people in his day didn't know. Job knew that even if he was to suffer death, 
he would be resurrected into the presence of God because God loved him and God accepted him for his faith, not because of his good works. Praise God. That's the person that I want to be with. That's the person I want to ride the storm out with. Thank you, Jesus, Lord. This is Misha again to remind you that James loves hearing from his listeners. You can contact him via email at james at a wordfromgod.net. Again, that's james at a wordfromgod.net. Or write to James Lindley Ministries, P.O. Box 8082, Springfield, Missouri 65801. And be sure to visit us online at www.awordfromgod.net. I'm Misha Pelkey for A Word From God. And I'm James Lindley. And I want to thank you for listening. And I pray that God will bless you immensely from this message. <laughs>